goodness oh my goodness welcome back underrated pod listeners i have missed you hopefully you have not been too lonely maybe you've listened to all the other episodes three times by now but probably not new content coming at you i just have a bonus episode for you because this has been my life so i have like 20 minutes to record this before i am off to thanksgiving with the in-laws Here in the United States, it is turkey time. So, thank you for hanging with me. Thank you for your patience. I truly appreciate it. Thank you for still engaging on social media. That is basically where I have time this past month to just shoot off a quick message or retweet something, and then I am on to the next thing. So, thank you, thank you for hanging with me. A few production notes. I just want you to know that I do plan to finish Warehouse 13 by Christmas time. I know that doesn't sound like a lot, but trust me, everybody knows how the holiday season can get wild and wacky. I have some other bonus episodes planned in between there. They don't typically take up that much time, so I think I can still get those out and finish Warehouse 13. And then I work for a college, so I have a little bit of time off between Christmas and New Year's, so hopefully I can record a bunch during then, and um, that should give me some time in the new year, 2020, New Year's resolutions, be more consistent. So once again, thank you, thank you for hanging out with me and for hanging with me. If you are just following the podcast and you have not had a chance yet to check out social media, I am on Twitter at under underscore rated pod, and that is also the handle for the Instagram. You can also email at info.underrated at gmail.com. I would love to get any questions or suggestions that you have on there. And do people email anymore? I don't even know. I use it mostly for work. So those are just the production notes that I have for you as far as my plan, my schedule for the rest of the year. Hopefully you hang with me and there will be more things to come more consistency in 2020. I appreciate it. I am learning and this has been a steep learning curve for me. So thank you once again for hanging out. Please subscribe so that you know when those new episodes come out. That'll make it really easy because clearly I don't have the most consistent production. (laughs) Working on it. Okay, so what am I talking to you about today? Well, I kind of wanted to backtrack and talk about something that I probably should have talked about right at the beginning. You know, every good academic defines terms when they are starting out their paper, their research, and so I realized that I hadn't really defined what underrated means to me. Not just the podcast, but the actual word. Why am I covering these things? Why do I consider the topics, the media that I'm covering underrated? Obviously, these things that these shows that I'm talking about, Warehouse 13, Xena, Gail Carriger books, obviously people watch them, people are buying them. Um, There are fan bases and these shows have several season runs. 
So they weren't deleted, or they weren't deleted. They weren't canceled after, you know, five episodes. Underrated doesn't necessarily mean unpopular. Gail Carriger has how many series of books? You know, this is her career. And as far as I know, she's not living down under the Golden Gate Bridge. I'm pretty sure she has a house and an office. Clearly, she can make a career out of this. What I mean by underrated, forgive me for going academic here, but the definition of underrated technically is to underestimate importance of something or the value of something. And so that's where I think the media that I talk about falls that falls into that category. So I think these shows, these books have been overlooked or for some reason have not stayed in our collective fandom consciousness in the mainstream for one reason or another. You know, Warehouse 13, yes, is a genre show, is on sci-fi, but I would argue that more people know about Battlestar Galactica or even Eureka, which came about at the same time, more than Warehouse 13. Obviously, online, on Tumblr, there are still fan bases, still people writing stories about it, but for some reason Warehouse 13 doesn't get doesn't get included in conversations with like a Stargate or a Star Trek or something like that. Same thing with Xena. And the women over on Xena Warrior podcast talk about how Xena rarely gets mentioned in the same sentence or articles or research as Buffy or The X-Files, which are were two shows that came up around the same time and are both genre. I mean, Buffy had vampires and, you know, X-Files did whatever the heck X-Files did besides introduce us to Gillian Anderson. I mean, X-Files got a movie. Now Buffy was based on a movie, but those those shows are still talked about as far as changing the TV landscape and doing different things all the while. Xena was doing things in the genre that, and the, the Xena Warrior podcast jokes about this, but Xena was doing things before Buffy, before X-Files. And if not before, then they at least were doing it at the same time. You know, Xena was kind of a goofy show, but I would argue that, you know, Buffy with her ragtag group of people was also just as goofy. That is... Basically what I'm talking about when I'm talking about underrated. As far as my goal for the podcast, again, in that introduction episode, I said that I wanted to add my voice to the nerddom. Just add another venue, another place for these types of media to get attention. After doing this for a little while and listening to other podcasts, I finally struck on this idea, or this idea struck me, I guess, that over on the podcast Be the Serpent, which you, if you haven't checked out, I would highly recommend. It's a podcast of deep literary merit. One of the hosts, Alex, Alex mentioned that, and they write about, the this idea of when a story gets shared it becomes safer. It is less likely to be forgotten. And that idea really struck a chord with me. So I guess that is 
another goal that I have in putting out this podcast is that these stories don't get forgotten because I think there's something important here. I think they say and are doing important things. And I know it's just media, but it all adds up to stories that we tell, stories that are created. And I think that there's something to that. Now, and they mentioned that on the Be the Serpent podcast as well, that, you know, the more people that have their hands on something or have their perspective on something, then the less pure it becomes. The the kind of, it becomes blurrier because more people are adding to it or, you know, it that game of telephone. The person at the beginning of the line is saying something completely different to the person at the end. I think that's okay. My take on Warehouse 13, my take on Xena, my take on Gail Carriger is going to be different from someone else's. The main point is that those stories aren't forgotten, right? That we are still talking about those stories. Just because I think Imogene in Gail Carriger's books is truly representative of someone I know or myself and maybe someone else thinks that she is completely ridiculous and nobody exists like that in real life, that's okay. The important part is that we are talking about her and that Imogene is a character that we can communicate about. We can disagree and it just adds to that storytelling. This is also where fan fiction comes in, right? I started low these many moons ago in my parents' house curled up on the computer chair at one in the morning, surreptitiously reading Xena fanfic, right? And I would argue that it's doing the same thing. It's taking characters, it's taking plot that everyone is familiar with, and building new things around it, adding to it, pushing and pulling it, and seeing where the limits are. I would argue there is no limit, but it also creates this sense of community, right? So... Whether you are in, uh, whether you are trying to get two characters together or two characters were together and you are taking them apart, there is a sense of community that gets built up around these stories. If you write really good fan fiction, then you create an entire fandom in and of yourself. And I think that's all to the better. I think that lets fans in on the creative process. And I think that allows media to live past its cancellation date so that it's more than, well, we all loved this show, but it ended after five years and that's it. That doesn't have to be it. We can keep coming together and we can keep sharing these stories. Or another piece of media that I think talks about this lesson is the musical Once on this Island. For those of you who are not familiar with Once on this Island, the construct of the musical is basically there's a storm and this little girl is scared. And so this group of people gathers around her and they tell the story of T-Moon to this scared girl. I highly recommend looking it up. My sister was in this show. She made me cry. It's a great it's a great show. Maybe you heard about the revival that they just did a couple years ago with new staging and all that kind of stuff. So, again, highly recommend it. I think it is relevant, but the part that is relevant 
to my discussion right now is the last song of the musical is Why We Tell the Story. And so they've ended the story of Team Moon. They're all dancing and laughing. And so it kind of pulls out of the story within the story to come back to the original group of people. I'm just going to read you some of the lyrics. It's going to be hard for me not to speak in rhythm because I can hear the song in my head. So part of, I think it's technically the bridge. I don't know. I'm not a music person. But anyways, the chorus, you know, we tell the story, we tell the story. And then it lists a few of the reasons why they're telling the story. And so go, you know, so they talk about life, pain, love, grief, hope, faith. And these are all reasons why we tell the story. I'm just going to read this little bit to you. So the song goes, So I hope that you will tell this tale tomorrow. It will help your heart remember and relive. It will help you feel the anger and the sorrow and forgive. And I just think that is super powerful. And then the very, very last verse of the song cycles back around and is the first verse of... T-Moon's story. The cycle just starts over again, right? But now it's this little girl telling the story. And I could go into it and on and on, I'm sure I could unpack this musical for all of its lessons. But the big one here is that now this story has been passed down to the next generation. So now this little girl has this story of T-Moon and she can go on and tell this story. I don't know, maybe it's because it's Thanksgiving time, maybe it's because I'm a history major, but this idea of passing down stories, of building a community around this central idea really just strikes a chord with me. I, I think it's part of why I studied history, why I love to read about history, because it's not just dates and names, right? My students always talk about how much they hate history and I always tell them you don't hate history you hate the way it's been taught because we get a very cookie cutter holiday old white guy version of history in at least U.S. grade school high school that usually it is taught by the coaches because no one actually wants to teach history and unless you un unless you are going to study it deeply and broadly and get into it then yeah, I don't blame people for saying I don't like history. I always argue that studying history is studying our story. It is how we got here. It is not dead. It is a living, breathing thing. We are finding out new information all the time. And if we don't study these people and their stories, then they get forgotten and they get lost. I think as a human being that is incredibly sad. And I don't want that to happen now. I don't want that to happen to the people I know. I don't want that to happen to my niece and nephew. I want someone to look back and be able to tell their story. Not them personally, but <laughs> unless I'm sure they're brilliant, they're going to go on to do great things. But I think it is important to study the time, study the context of what was going on, and to not let people's stories die. And I know that's all very heavy-handed and I'm just talking about, you know, TV shows, but or books, and so it's not, you know, life or death, but I think that is part of the human condition. I think that is part of why we are here 
not to get too philosophical on you, but I think, you know, sharing these stories, sharing this media is building that sense of community. It brings us together. Whether we support one relationship or another, we are still talking about the the same stories. And I think that the more we share them, I think the stronger our connections become. And I think it means that fewer stories and fewer people get forgotten. Micah Baring is an amazing character that deserves to be talked about and deserves to be remembered and should be held up along with other characters as a model, as someone to look to and say, okay, if you were building a Micah Baring character, what would that look like? Does she have to have curly hair? You know, is that part of the character? For some, it is. For others, not. We'll get into that later. I think there's merit there. And I think what we say about these characters and these plot lines says a lot about us. And I think future generations will have different things to say about it. You know, people writing about Xena in the 90s when it was going on, have a different outlook on it than people talking about it now. You know, not everyone watched it in the 90s. Um, I definitely did. So my reaction to it then, and I have grown up with it, my reaction has changed. And I think that also has merit in recognizing that, you know, your view on something and your reaction to something can change. And I think, you know, we don't know that and we don't make that okay unless we are talking about it. Maybe too saccharine, too... Feely. This is very odd for me, but talking about emotions. All this boils down to say that I think we are all a part of each other's stories. And I think we forget that sometimes. And I think that we need to do a better job of remembering that. You don't know what's on page one of someone's story when you meet them at page, you know, 75. I think we need to respect each other's stories. We need to celebrate them, uplift them. I think we need to build, tying in Thanksgiving here, I think we need to build a longer table and learn to listen to each other's stories. The way we practice that is by, through our media, through the stories that we consume. And I think the more we do that, the better we will get at relating to each other. Because... As media becomes more inclusive, we see more people on screen that don't look like us, that do look like us. And I think that's all to the good, and that translates to relating to other people in real life. And I think that's the power that these stories have in the long run. All a long-winded way of saying, I think what we're doing here is important. And I thank you for hanging out with me. So remember to listen to each other's stories. I will see you back here in a couple weeks. Peace, nerds.